Welcome to the Inger Micro Advisor podcast, where we have real conversations about technology. Your hosts are Danielle Gallagher, Jason Williams, and me, Doug Metzger. Today's topic is IoT and education. So, Danielle and Jason, let's talk about a few cool IoT experiences we've had or read about in the past. Danielle? Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, there's a lot of trends that came out of the CES show in Vegas a few months ago, and things like a pet feeder with facial recognition for pet owners that have dogs who like to eat cat food. But um, there was one that stood out to me, which was this Google-enabled smart mirror. And it is a mirror you can have in your bathroom or bedroom. And when you're getting ready in the morning, it projects a screen on the lower part of the mirror that shows you traffic, news, weather, or you can even stream your own YouTube channels. So I thought that that would be definitely something that I could use when I got ready in the morning and needed to get info quick. How about you, Jason? Yeah, wow, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, we have something similar on our uh, our thermostat that will give you, you know, not just weather, but also you know traffic and stuff like that. It's kind of neat. Uh, but I like the mirror idea better just because you're always you're there, uh, especially in the morning. That's, no, that's pretty cool. Um, now, I was reading an, an article uh, that just came out uh, about a week ago that was talking about how um, uh, in Scotland they are rolling out the UK's most advanced uh, IoT network. And it's going to consist of something like, I think it's over 500 long-range wireless gateways all across the country. And the idea is is, is to set it up so that, that applications and services are able to, you know, gather data from devices that are, you know, moving about the country and, and about, you know, uh, metropolises there. Um, but it won't need to have a Wi-Fi network to make it work. And so it, it's going to really kind of change the way businesses work in that, um, you know, companies, uh, public sector organizations, things like that, they can monitor uh, the status of, say, things like, uh, you know, transit, uh, th things like, you know, where commerce is going, where uh, where deliveries are. Um, it can monitor the efficiency and productivity of, of various assets, equipment, uh, manufacturing, that sort of thing, and it can help schedule maintenance and and improve production as well. Uh, it's it's really quite comprehensive. It's it's pretty amazing, um, and. While I was reading about that, then I came across this other thing. I know today's topic is going to be about IoT and, and education. And uh, I was just looking at some stats related to that and uh, talking about how the, the market size is expected to grow from where it is now, which is about $4.8 billion or so, uh, to something like 11.3 by 2023. Um, you know, and that's, that's like a growth rate of about 18% uh, per year. So that, that's pretty impressive. What about you, Doug? That's really cool. I, I like that, Jason. And Danielle, I hope maybe they'll come out with a mirror that has like filters on it, so you could kind of, you know, alter your alter your look in your day. You know, <laughs> go with like my <laughs> Chrome look instead. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my uh, real world exposure to IoT was a few years ago through a couple of friends that work for a company here in Boise, and they specialize in cold chain technologies. So what they are is products that provide historical data like the time, temperature, and humidity around perishable products during distribution and storage to identify supply chain issues. So what I thought was really cool about this is, so say you have a shipment of strawberries, 
And from when those are picked and put in the clamshells, they affix these small labels to the boxes, and then they start monitoring. So they start watching the time, temperature, and humidity from distribution to storage to ultimately delivery at the endpoint, say a grocery store. So at one or more points during that product's journey, the labels are scanned and the data is reviewed, and it's all to help distribution partners make a better uh, decisions about quality and safety. Which leads to, I think, our personal examples of IoT experiences are great, and I'm really curious, I think all of us are really curious to hear more about how IoT plays a role in education. So let's introduce our real expert here on IoT, Sam Alt, and he works with Ingram Micro. So thanks for joining us, Sam. Thanks for having me, Doug. Yes, Sam, welcome back to the Ingram Micro Advisor podcast. Uh, first, let's start off by naming some examples of IoT technology used in schools today. Sure. Um, and it's a great question, Danielle. I mean, most people, you know, going back and I've been out of school for a little while now, so I don't really remember what IoT per se we had when I was in school. But um, nowadays, I mean, interactive whiteboards are, you know, ubiquitous. You see them everywhere. Um, you've got, you know, tablets, e-readers, uh, laptops. And this can range from, you know, K through 12 all the way up through, you know, universities. So you, there's a a host of different things that people don't think are IoT that are actually IoT enabled or IoT devices like, um, you know, I know that um, Jason mentioned it earlier with his thermostat, right? That's IoT based. Uh, HVAC systems that are integrated IoT, uh, we see those in schools nowadays. We see them all over the place actually. Um, the coolest one that I've seen recently or that that I've heard of recently was uh, uh, IoT-based attendance tracking. So that's something that's you know not everywhere in some higher educational areas. Um, integrated with you know, let's say you know student ID cards maybe. Um, that's something that's becoming you know more and more widely adopted. Yeah, those are great technologies, and definitely those weren't there when I was in school either. But <laughs> but how do you think this really impacts students? and teachers or just people in general that are at, at the school, like the districts and so forth? Right. So uh, from a couple different perspectives. Uh, so one of the main ones that always comes up is, uh, you know, health and safety, right? Being able to locate students, you know, regardless of the age range is top priority, right? Most people take that very seriously when, you know, you drop your child off for work or when, you know, you're at university away from your family, being able to quickly identify where all the students are very fast is super, super important. Um, and IoT aids in that, you know, being able to track down students almost instantaneously by looking at maybe a dashboard on a tablet or whipping up something on your cell phone. Um, that's huge. That's that's peace of mind for, you know, for not only families, but also administration staffs, um, you know, any internal organization that needs to keep track of kids. I mean, that's that's utmost importance. Um, the other one is engagement, you know, utilizing new technologies that are connected, um, not only, you know, just kind of like laptops, desktops, but also, you know, VR is a big one. Being able to kind of walk through the deserts of Egypt or, um, you know, take mobile learning, maybe you do something offsite, but you still have internet. I mean, these are, these are easy benefits that, you know, can be leveraged when selling IoT to an educational entity. Those are great points, Sam, and definitely relevant to today's world. How about you, Doug? Have anything for Sam? Yeah, I do. And Sam, these are really good examples. 
what do you see are some of the challenges schools might face when it comes to implementing some of these IoT technologies that are available today? Sure. Um, it's a great question. I mean, the one that's on everyone's mind, which is, you know, huge, is security. I mean, really, when it comes down to it, almost HIPAA information, you know, the names, the dates, the birthdays, the locations, you know, these are what people go after to steal people's identity. So these need to be cracked down. They need to be locked. And key. So security when it comes to IoT is a hot button issue because, you know, there's not a, there's not a ton of players in the game yet because IoT is is relatively new um, or it's at least it's started to really take off as of, you know, the past five years. Um, the other that, you know, most institutions would look at at first would probably be the upfront cost, um, whether it's CapEx or OpEx. I mean, it depends on what they get out of it. If it's if they don't see an upside, they can't, you know, view the benefit you know, price is pretty much going to outweigh everything. Um, it just so happens that, um, you know, a lot of the schools when, when it comes to, or a lot of the educational entities, when it comes to implementing new technologies, it's not new news that they're all on strict budgets. So one of the beauties of IoT is that you don't have to implement this across the board immediately. You don't need to do a complete rip and replace. Um, you know, particularly from an enterprise side, a lot of schools don't have huge data centers or huge, you know, edge device collection methods to be able to, you know, upgrade instantaneously to IoT. But that's the beauty of IoT is it's not, it can be as tangible or intangible as you want. I mean, cloud is huge when it comes to IoT. Um, you know, so you're not actually purchasing anything physical upfront. So that upfront hardware cost is almost nothing. Um, so it's easy to get going. Um, it just depends on where they see the value. That's a good point. Yeah, I think that the value discussion is critical, but also I think, as you described earlier, it's, hey, you don't need to do all this at once. You can implement gradually as budgets allow. Right. Jason, how about you? Any questions from you? Oh, yeah. Thanks, Doug. Definitely. Um, yeah, I was I was kind of curious, Sam, uh, and I'm going to break this first question into two parts, uh, and I want to start with, you know, there, there was a time when having a having wireless connectivity in, say, a laptop or something was a selling point, you know, but today it's considered, you know, it's total table stakes. Do you think there's going to be a time like that when, a time when when uh, IoT is considered table stakes, or, or is that day already here? That's a really good question. Um... I would say it's not here yet. Um, I still think there's a little bit of an uphill battle uh, just because anything shiny and new, people are gonna try and play devil's advocate. Um, people don't like change, or at least you know, big corporations or big educational entities don't like change. Um, and then there's the plethora of, of questions that come along with it, right? Is it is it hard to manage? You know, it, it, And it really comes back to the value conversation, right? So do I think in the next five years, it could be table stakes? I would say that we'd be significantly closer to that. Um, it, and again, it, it always goes back to the value conversation. It's, is this valuable in kindergarten, preschool? Maybe it's more so valuable in universities. Maybe someone who's going for their master's when it's small classes, there's a little less of it. It's, it's more interaction, less, less internet, right? So I would probably say it's, it's going to be table stakes for a select grade or a select grade stretch, so K through 12, or you know maybe just high school, middle school. Um, and again, it's not all the same implementation. So you know we talked about being able to track down kids really effectively, really quickly. That might be super beneficial for kindergarten. They want to know status 
status updates. They want, you know, instead of calling, they can just whip up their phone and get a status update. You know, your son or daughter was in, um, you know, some sort of class. Now they've gone to the nap stage and, you know, here's a live video of them right now. Something along those lines. So I would say I think that table stakes will come in within the next five years, but I don't think it's because these, you know, educational entities will just want it. I think that parents or students are going to demand it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. But what if we advance, <clears throat> excuse me, let me try that again. Um, what if we advance the, that time, that five-year timetable to say 10 years, 15 years down the road? Um, what do you envision an IoT enabled school looking like then, you know, without putting our, our sci-fi hats on too hard? <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, I always love these questions because it's, it's not so far pie in the sky. It's, you know, it's, it's just barely out of reach right now. Um, what I would have to say is with the increasing development of technology and how quickly everything change, changes um, and the amount of, you know, smart devices, watches, you know, glasses, AR, VR, cell phones, I think we're going we're gonna to head towards an interesting, definitely interesting perspective when it comes to classroom learning. I think that uh, the availability of information is skyrocketed in the last 10 years, and I think it's going to continue to do that. I also think that it's going to give the student more control, actually. Um, you know, when I was in high school, I, I learned about a whole lot of things that I, I can legitimately say I don't need nowadays, like trigonometry. I said it then, I say it now. Um, but I think that we're going to start to see sites like Glassdoor or, you know, rate your professor, stuff like that, where there's a feedback section. And I think that IoT at, at its kind of core is all about what you do with the data. So all of this information, how is it being processed? How is it being leveraged? It's almost like personal feedback. So I think that in the next 10 years, we're going to see, you know, a lot of maybe not bio but more physical devices being integrated into a larger system, giving permissions to uh, BYOD devices, bring your own device on, on campus or on, at school, um, a lot more sensors, whether it be temperature, humidity, fire, water, um, you know, anything to keep people safe, to track people down quickly um, and to alleviate, or not alleviate, excuse me, to elevate the learning experience. We're going to see all that start to implement, and I think it's going to be top down. I think it's going to be higher education down, just based off of budgets and the need for it. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for that that glance into the future. There, it's uh, I know it's hard to predict sometimes. It's always fascinating to get everybody's take on on where they see it going. Um, you know, it'd be fun to listen to this ten years down the line and see how how close we got. Right. Um, so. If if I'm a um, if I'm a reseller partner and I want to you know I want to start selling IoT into the education market, what what does Inger Micro offer to help them do that? So from my knowledge of what we currently offer, I mean, the beauty of IoT is that there's so many pieces, right? There's a couple of general pieces that are needed, such as you know sensors and data collection and data aggregation software and you know maybe cloud. You want to sprinkle in there as well as a need. Um, I think it really comes down to understanding what the customer does. 
I think it un you have to understand at you know their base DNA, right? Are they a CSP? Are they an MSP? What are they trying to do? Or what are they trying to leverage so that they can sell these to their customers? Um, so I think at the very at the very minimum, what we would offer, I mean, pre-sales technical support is always a great avenue. I think one of the biggest catalysts we have is our EVI program. All the emerging vendors that we've been taking on, and there's been so many that have just been a just in the universal space of IoT and just data center or enterprise. Um, I think a start there and just kind of understanding what Ingram Micro offers from a vendor perspective um, will shape their IoT experience because um, everyone's not going to be the same. Everyone's IoT platform or IoT strategy will completely differ based off of the, the end result that they're trying to you know provide. Um, Everyone, you know, always says if someone's already invented a wheel, don't reinvent it. And I think that that's going to be so true with IoT because somebody's going to have done it before you and implemented it a certain way, and you're just going to want to kind of almost piggyback and then elevate that to the next level because it's all about the data you get and the data you'll use. Um, so I think that I think that when it comes to partners and things that we offer, um, I think PS. STS pre-sales technical support is there for you. I think that um, our EVI program and everything that we bring in as far as new technologies, new vendors, um, and then to round that out, the BTC, getting on site and being able to see these things in person and how they operate, I think that really kind of puts the pen to the paper and really kind of sends the message home of just how powerful IoT is getting. Oh, cool. It sounds like, though, if I understand what you're saying correctly, that, that um, now is a really good time to be involved in and get involved in IoT because a, a partner who's maybe just getting started has no experience isn't as at as much of a disadvantage as they might be in say uh, you know some other technologies that are more mature. Is, is that fair to say? Right. Yeah. It's it's like it's like getting in getting into the sunlight before there was sun. Right. It's like it's like figuring out you know, when stocks go up and when stocks go down. But it's it, it's an interesting time right now because IoT leverages so many different, um, you know, areas of technology. It's like it's like a bright and shiny diamond with a million different facets. Um, so if you were to get in on the sensor business, if you get in on, you know, a cloud platform, edge collection, uh, networking, on-prem solutions, whatever it may be, you know, there's going to be a need for it. And I think going after any one of those before, you know, your competition just puts you that far ahead of them. All right. Thanks, Sam. Uh, you know, we really appreciate you sharing your expertise with our listeners. And uh, also, thank you very much for your time. Of course. All right. And uh, I'd like to thank our listeners for uh, tuning in to the Ingram Microadvisor podcast. Uh, please be sure to subscribe to future Ingram Microadvisor podcasts. And if you'd like to learn more about Ingram Micro Solutions and services and uh, to see what you can do with IoT, please be sure to visit the links in our show notes below.